Hello and welcome to I Am Not For Everyone. I am your host, Dr. Lee, and I'm going to be running the alphabet each and every episode and picking a super juicy loaded word, giving you all my thoughts from my perspective as a biracial mom, wife, trauma professional, business coach, and doctorally prepared nurse. Look, nothing is off limits in these episodes. We're going to talk about sex, money, health, relationships, all the things. And I'm likely going to drop a lot of F-bombs. So if that's not your style, this is the point you're going to want to exit. If it is, though, I'm super stoked that you're here with me. And I hope that through these episodes, you start to realize that you're not for everyone either. And that's a really fucking beautiful thing. So sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Hey, y'all. What's up? Welcome to this week's episode. N is for no, as my nieces would say, no, right? As my toddlers used to say. And we are talking about the word no because it is one of the most misused, underused, overused words in language. And it is one of the first words that we learn. And it is one of the first concepts that we start being molded around when we are younger, around what we think is a no and if it should be a yes, and what we think is a yes and if it should be a no, according to the standards and the values and the community, the culture that we are born into. So I want to talk about a few things around the word no today. First of all, I just want to talk about how we misuse this word. Secondly, I want to talk about the proper use of the word and the boundary work that goes into using this word in a way that really serves us instead of limiting us. I want to talk about what happens when we don't use our no intentionally and how we can create space for ourselves to decide if we want to say yes or no or I'm not sure. And then lastly, a little bit of my musing on how you can practice saying yes when you want to say yes and no when you want to say no, how you can know what you want to say. So first off, this word (laughs) is one of the first words we learn, right? It is a very important word for us to understand. It is a way for us to assert our autonomy. It is a way for us to state boundaries. It is a way for us to say, hey, I don't want to do something. And There's a reason why this is one of the first words that we learn. It's a reason why this word is the favorite word of most two and three-year-olds. I know it's one of the favorite words of my niece right now. I know it was one of the favorite words of my three kids when they were at that age. And it's because as we are learning who we are, as we come into the world and people teach us how our culture that we're born into expects us to show up, It is actually a good thing for us to have the autonomy and the authority to say no. Now, when you are the mother of a toddler who you're like, hey, it's time to go to bed, and they're like, no, right? (laughs) They run away screaming. It may not feel good. (laughs) It may not feel like you want to respect the autonomy of this child because, again, this child does not have all the information that they need in order to be able to say yes or no to a situation. And one of the things that I found so fascinating is as we grow up, we get frustrated when our kids and our toddlers say no. We get frustrated when our teens say no. However, one of the most common things 
that our children hear that we heard growing up is no. I don't know if any of y'all are Netflix fans out there. I'm guessing most of you are. There's a movie that just came out about this that as a parent I resonated with so much called Yes Day. And Jennifer Garner is the mother in this movie. And she feels like she used to always say yes, right? She used to always say yes to adventure and say yes to her desires. And as she became a mom, she felt like all of those yeses turned to no's. No, you can't do that. No, you can't stay up. No, you can't be on that device. No, 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 no. And what she realizes is, is like she doesn't want to be the parent who's always saying no. And I loved watching this movie because it's all about really like how can we say yes more to life? How can we say yes more to the things that turn us on and excite us? And how can we say yes to our kids around things that excite them? And how can we do that in a way that's got healthy boundaries to it? But the other lesson I pulled from this movie that I didn't even realize until I was prepping for this podcast was as women in particular, I can't speak to men. And I know that this happens for men, but again, I'm going to keep this to my own personal experience and the experience of hundreds of women that I've talked to, thousands of women that I've talked to about this. We say no to ourselves a lot too. We say no to so many things that we want to say yes to. We tell ourselves that we can't do things that we really want to do. And this is one of the heartbreaking things that I think is a reason that a lot of clients come to me. One of the things that we work through to start is they come to me and they're like, you know what, I've been saying, and they don't say it in these words, but this is what they're saying. I have been saying no to myself around my desires. I have been pretending that I don't want things that I want. I have pretending that I want things that I don't want. And I'm tired. And I'm frustrated. And I feel like I'm not living a life that turns me the fuck on. And that fulfills me. And that gives me pleasure. And one of the very first things I ask them is, okay, like, where are you saying no where you want to say yes? And where are you saying yes that you want to say no? And actually, you don't want to just say no. You want to say hell no. You want to be like that toddler and be like, no, no. And we have the conversation around how no is a complete sentence, how no doesn't require explanation, how we can tell people no and be like, thanks, that's not what I'm doing right now. Or no, that doesn't seem like the right opportunity for me. And that's it. We don't have to like explain it away. We can just be like, nope, not for me, not now. And as you're listening to this, this is a question I'll even pose to you is where are you saying yes that you want to say no? And where have you been saying no that you want to say yes? Like the very first step to this is awareness, right? How am I using this word in my life? How am I using this word towards my kids? How am I using this word towards my husband or my partner or my employees, or my family, or myself? How am I using this word unintentionally, where my default has just become no? And how am I using this word where I know that when that word comes out of my mouth, it's not what I mean? So the proper use of the word no, (laughs) using no when we mean no, saying yes when we mean yes, saying I'm not sure or not now when we mean I don't know yet, This requires boundaries. This requires you to have two things in place. First, you have to know yourself and what you really desire, what you really need. You have to know yourself enough to be able to check in and ask yourself, 
what do I need, what do I want? And you have to trust yourself to handle that whatever happens after you say the no, you can handle. Whether that's somebody getting pissed off, whether that's someone not asking you for that opportunity again, whether that's you potentially missing out on income, on whatever, right? Maybe after you say no, you watch what goes down for those people and you're like, oh my gosh, that would have been so amazing to be a part of. Great. That's data. Use that for next time, right? Look at why you said the no in the first place. But these boundaries are around what you need. One of my favorite coaches and dear friends and just one of the people I love so much on this planet, her her name is Jen Underwood. She is the emotional dominatrix. Go find her on all the socials. She talks about boundaries. And I love when I thought I understood boundaries before I learned from Jen. And then I was listening to Jen. And I'm like, mm, I don't know that I really understood boundaries. And boundaries, how you use your no and how you use your yes, is so crucial to living a life that feels really good for you. So a boundary is not telling someone, hey, you can't do that. Like I'm saying no to you. A boundary is, hey, if you do this thing, then this is how I'm going to respond, right? And so I am setting a boundary within myself when I say, hey, I'm going to say no to this and you are allowed to respond to that no however you like. And then I get to choose how to respond to your response and back and forth. That is boundaries. I am allowed to ask for what I need, to determine what I need in a situation, and express that. And you are allowed to have whatever reaction you would like toward that. And then I get to decide how I want to show up in response to your response. And this like took me a while to kind of wrap my head around, but I I thought about this. I was like, look, I am so worried about what this other person is going to say and how they are going to react, that I am violating my own needs, my own boundaries, and saying no when I want to say yes or saying yes when I want to say no. And when I realized that I could trust myself to hold that boundary, to maintain that boundary of I am allowed to have what I need, when I realized that I could stop putting pressure on other humans in my life to meet said needs, right? Because a boundary isn't like, I'm going to say no and I need you to not get upset about this. No, that's a barrier. That is manipulation, right? That is trying to control somebody else's response. And I get that the people pleaser in you, if she's in you, because she's in me too a little bit, not nearly as much as she used to be, but she still pops up every now and then. She's like, oh, but I just want to, like, make this other person happy and feel happy. Well, hopefully that's how it turns out. But, like, are we going to sacrifice our own happiness consistently? Are we going to fall on the sword and let everyone else feel good around us all the time and say yes when we really want to say no? Are we going to consistently prioritize other people's needs above our own? And this is such, uh, such a thing that we women do. Men do this too, but such a thing that we women do, that we're taught to do. And this is one of those questions that you get to ask yourself right now or that will pop up in your head a week from now or a month from now when you go to say no to something and that 
hitch hits you, right? Where you feel kind of stuck and you're like, oh, but like, what are they going to say? And are they going to get upset? And are they going to be mad at me? You are actually setting a really great boundary by saying, hey, this is my no and, or this is my, I can't do it this way and I could do it this way. Because that's a form of no, right? I can't meet your need this way and I can meet your need this way. When you go to do that, you're going to feel a little ooh about it. And I want you to hear me in your, in your head saying, go ahead and say it anyway. So you have to be able to know yourself and you have to be able to trust yourself that you're going to say no and yes in the right situations if you trust yourself, if you know yourself. And if it doesn't work out for that other person, okay, well, we can clean it up or we can just let it be and they can sort it out. One of the places that I've had to say no recently is around my time, especially in my DMs. I have thousands of women in my community. I have nearly 100 women who pay me to coach them, and I have about 20 people who get direct access to my DMs, who if they message me, they get coaching through that messaging. And they pay for that. (laughs) They pay a lot for that. And so in order for me to be able to protect my mental real estate, right, if I am serving thousands of women for free and hundreds of women who are paying me and I've got 20 women who are paying me at the level that they get that extra mental real estate where I'm thinking about them on a consistent basis, not just when we're talking, but when someone asks for something and I'm like, oh my gosh, you should meet my client so-and-so or... When I see a cool book and I'm like, oh, I should send that to client A because they could really use that. Those clients are getting a lot of my mental real estate, right? So I have to say no. I choose to say no to the dozens of people who pop into my inbox every week and who are like, hey, I need this. Hey, I need that. Like, hey, can you coach me around this? Hey, what would you do around this? Hey, do you have advice for yada, yada? Here's the thing. I love that people are coming to me. And the way that I say no is this, is I say no, and I don't say it like I'm, I don't say it like this to them, but this is the process behind it. This is the message is like, hey, I can't coach you in the DMs. I don't have the mental space for that. And here's free resources that you can use. Here's this group that you're a part of. Go ask the question in there. Like there's probably 10 other women in the group who could use this coaching. So let's ask your question in the group and I can coach you through it there so that everyone else benefits and not just you because that's awesome. Let's have an exponential benefit here. And if you would like more of my mental real estate, if you would like one-on-one coaching, if you would like access to me in the DMs, cool. Let's hop on the phone and figure out what you need, and you can pay me for that. That is a really hard boundary to set. (laughs) That is a really hard no to say. And actually, I did it this weekend with a few clients that are in my membership community but are not my one-on-one or my mastermind clients. And I was, like, sitting on the bed kind of freaking out. And I was like, babe, I turned to my husband, and I was like, whoo, I just set a boundary, and I said no, or I said, like, a not this way. And I'm feeling some kind of way because I just want to help everyone. And he's like, babe, you are helping them. You are helping them. You are helping others. He's one of my coaches now. (laughs) He's like, you've got this. Like, you are setting such great boundaries because you can't serve everyone. And what happens when your community is 10 times the size and you've got 10 times the amount of people in your DMs? 
remember what you say. What you do small is what you do big. So if we set the boundary here, then it's going to be so much easier to maintain it up higher. And I was like, thank you for coaching me, my dear husband. And I kind of fretted about it all day. And then, you know, it just like kept popping back in my head. And I was like, okay, people pleaser, I see you. I know this is hard for us. Like we're doing such a good job. And the crazy part about this was the next day, one of these women messaged me and she was like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for directing me back to the group. Thank you so much for just witnessing me. I had such a profound revelation. I totally get what I'm doing now. Guys, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just held space for her, witnessed her and her stuff and said, hey, like, here is where you can go get more support. And it was gorgeous. And what I did was I empowered her to go find her answers instead of relying on me because she actually had the answers. She had the resources. She just forgot they were there. So I could have spent my time and and, and let these people take up more mental real estate that day when I was supposed to be hanging out with my husband, when I was supposed to be off my DMs. And instead, I held that boundary for myself, and I said that no. Now, not everyone's going to take that no as well as these women did, right? Not everyone's going to take your no well. And that's okay. That is okay. That is where you remind yourself that you get to hold the boundary for them and for yourself of, I'm allowed to do what I need to do to feel good. I'm allowed to do what I need to do and say yes to what I desire and say no to what I don't want. So how do we create space for ourselves to decide what we want to say no, yes, or not now slash in a different way to? And really, this is requiring us to decide what our hell yeses are, right? Like, what is a hell yes? What is the, oh my gosh, I want this so much. Like, this would feel so good. This... (laughs) I'm going to say this, and it's so funny because I'm like, I'm blushing in this booth that I'm recording this, but it's something that my coach says, and I just fucking love it. She's like, the things that make your clit tingle a little bit, right? Like the things that you're like, ooh, that would feel good. And for some of us, you're like, I don't ever have that experience (laughs) when I want to say yes to something, Lee. Totally cool. I used to not have that experience either. I was very shut down in my body around knowing what a yes or a no was. And it took me a lot of practice of like placing my hand on my lower abdomen and being like, what would feel so delicious to do right now, right? Like, what are my hell yeses? Like, what are my, if I could have this, it would feel amazing. Like, what are those things? Not, and I'm not talking just sexually. Like, yes, of course, sexually, if that feels good for you. But like, I mean, just out there in the world, what would feel good? What would bring you pleasure? What brings you a twinge of excitement, right? What makes you flush? What are you like, oh gosh, like I just, yeah, if I could have that, that would be incredible. Knowing those hell yeses make it so much easier to say fuck no to things you don't want to do. I know I want to have an epic relationship with my husband, deep, intimate, intellectual, sexual, all of those things, right? I know I want to have an incredible connection emotionally with my kids. Like, I want them to know how important they are to me. I want my clients to feel so supported. I want them to say how much they love to fucking pay me. I want them to have my name in their mouth, like sharing it to everyone. Like I want 
my clients to feel like they get so much value that they can't help but tell other people about the work that I do. I want to feel energized and just like so at home in my body. I want to wear things that feel good. I want to do things that feel good. I want to eat things that feel good. I want to move in ways that feel good. These are some of my hell yeses, right? So if I know that those are my hell yeses, my self-care, what's good for me, what's good for my family, is good for my business, is good for the world. Like if I know that, if that is my driving force, well, then it's going to be relatively easy for me to look at situations when I'm offered opportunities, when people ask me to do something, when I have situations arise, it's going to be so much easier for me to say no to things that do not align with those priorities. It's going to be easier for me to say no and refuse going out for drinks with my friends on a Monday night when I know that I'm going to be in the gym at 6 a.m. on Tuesday. It's going to be so much easier for me to say no to participating in a summit where, yeah, I might be introduced to 200 new people, but I then can't serve my community of 2,000 at the level I want to serve them that week. It's so much easier for me to say no when a potential client hops on the phone and they're telling me about what they expect from me and what they want our relationship to look like. And I'm like, wow, I can't meet those needs. And it doesn't feel good for me to be in relationship with them because I love working with clients who, yeah, like they might have a shit ton of trauma. They may have a lot of past painful learning. They may have a lot of limiting beliefs, but they own their shit. I love working with people who recognize their responsibility, no matter whose fault it is that they've gotten to where they are, who recognize their ability to respond, right? Who want to reclaim their power and their sovereignty and be in command of their life, right? And if I get on the phone with someone And I'm coaching them through and I'm like, hey, look, like I'm witnessing all of these experiences that you've been through. And also, like, do you see how you've got some control here? Do you see how you can take internal control, how you can decide what your yeses and nos are, how you can really create a life that feels great using all of this shit that you've gone through? And this client's like, no, I really just kind of feel stuck. Like, I don't want to release this identity around who I am in relation to my trauma, in relation to my past painful experiences, then I know I'm like, hey, I'm not going to be able to serve you at the level that you deserve. I am not going to be able to serve you if you are more committed to your past than you are to your future. And if you're scared to let go of your past and the future feels super uncertain and you have no idea if you can get what you want, great, I can help you with that. We can totally work together on that. And I have to be a no to people who are more stuck in their past than they are committed to their future. That has to be a no for me because I know I'm not going to be able to help them to the level that they deserve. And there are other people out there who can help them. Or maybe they just need some free content for a while. And I'll say no to people who are like, hey, I want to work with you and I want to pay you. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think this is going to work yet. I think that there's a couple things that might be helpful for you to do first, or like, here's a coach that I think may serve you better. Now, that's hard, right? That would be really, really hard for me to do, to say no to this person, 
especially if they're offering to pay me thousands of dollars, right, or tens of thousands of dollars, it would be so hard for me to say no to this person if I was letting the people pleaser win out, right? If I wasn't fully understanding of my desire to massively serve people and to give them value. If I didn't get that, if I didn't know how important that was to me, or if the money was more important to me, then I would probably say yes. And then we'd get two to three months in and things would fall apart. And I'd be like, oh yeah, you remember when you wanted to say no, but you were afraid to? This is probably why you should have. And so this is so crucial to understand is if you don't know what your hell yeses are, you're going to say yes to things that aren't yeses. And you're going to have to end up cleaning up some messes that you just don't want to have to clean up. The other part of this is that if you say yes to everything, then after a while, that's going to crowd out your hell yeses and you're going to have to start saying no to things that you really, really want to do. You are going to have to say no to things that you're like, wow, I would love to do that, but I can't because I've made all of these other commitments and I can't get out of them. And this is something that I really struggled with for a while, especially growing my businesses. I wanted to say yes to everybody just because I was like, oh, I want all the exposure. I want all of the people. I want all of this. I want all of that. And I was like, but wait, do I really want that? Because if the ideal client comes along and I don't have space in my schedule to coach her because I've said yes to all these things that I don't even really want to do, that's going to be a problem. So really identifying what your hell yeses are and on the flip side, deciding what your no's are. Knowing what your no's are in advance can be really helpful because then when you get in a situation where you want to say no and you feel scared to say no, you're like, oh, we already pre-decided that this was a no. Now, That doesn't mean you can't change your mind if you get more information. But if there's no new information offered and you wanted to say no in the first place, like say no. So pre-deciding those no's can be helpful. Like this, these are things I am unwilling to do in my business. These are things I am unwilling to do in my relationship. These are things that I am unwilling to do in my life. And those can change. Mine have changed. Some of the things I was unwilling to do before, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm totally willing to do that now. But that required growth. That required me going through experiences that I went through to be able to change that no to a yes. Starting this podcast was a hell no like three years ago because it's like, oh my gosh, people are going to listen to me. People are going to just listen to just me talk about things and be excited about that. And I'm going to have the the comfort. I'm going to have the confidence to trust that like if I piss somebody off, it's okay. If somebody doesn't like it and goes online and bashes me or gives me a one-star rating that that's okay, oh, I don't, I'm not ready for that. Great. Then that's a not now. But it was a yes. I just wasn't ready to say yes to it. So you are allowed to have that. You are allowed to have yeses that you're not quite ready to say yes to that are not nows. And one of my favorite ways, if you are somebody who feels like you have to say no or yes immediately because of this people-pleasing thing, right? What if you stop allowing yourself to say yes or no for a full 24 hours after someone asks? What if you say, hey, I have a new guideline. You know, I hate rules, so I'm not going to say rule. I have a new guideline for myself that when somebody asks me if I want to do something and it's not like super time sensitive, I give myself 24 hours to decide, to weigh the options. And then if I'm in, I say yes. And then if I'm 
a no. I just say no and I don't over explain myself or, you know, put my foot in my mouth. I just say no. Like, thank you so much for thinking of me. And I'm not going to be able to do that at this time. Give yourself that space. Because if your gut reaction is to say yes to everybody, if that people pleaser inside of you is like hardcore strong, then you may need that space. And maybe it's more than 24 hours. Maybe it's 48, right? One of the other things you can do is, and I love this. I can't remember who taught this to me, but I've been using it recently because it's so helpful for me because I do bite off more than I can chew just because I get excited about things. And then the excitement wears off and I'm like, oh, wait, like now I have to actually do that? Like, mm, maybe that's not a yes. It felt like a yes at the time. Maybe it's not. So what I tell people is this, is when people reach out and they're like, hey, do you want to have lunch on Friday? I'm like, yeah, you know, that sounds great. It's Tuesday now. Are you willing to check in with each other Friday morning to see that that still feels good or Thursday night? Before I fully commit. And most people are like, yeah, sure, great, right? I don't know how I'm going to feel Friday. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, be sick. I don't know if I'm going to be tired. I don't know if I'm going to be up all night. And one of the reasons I started doing this is because I have a newly developed ulcer. And I have no idea if it's going to be causing me pain or I'm going to feel perfectly fine. So I've been using this recently and being like, hey, like, I would love to do that. That sounds really fun. When do you need to know by? Or can I be a tentative yes, and then when do you need to know if I'm fully in, right? And people are really understanding about this. As long as you are respecting their boundaries, their time boundaries of when they need to know by, most people will gladly say, yeah, that's fine. So checking in and asking yourself, like, what are my hell yeses? Looking at giving yourself the space to decide when opportunities arise are these yeses or are these nos? Are these not nows? Giving people tentative answers, asking when they need to know the final decision by, waiting 24 hours before you respond to a question if you're able to or longer. And then you can also practice just knowing and discerning whether things are yeses or nos or not nows or I need it a little different by starting to ask yourself some questions. And this is an exercise I give my pleasure rebels. Like I said, at the very beginning when we start, Because if you don't know how to tell if something's a yes or a no in your body, in your brain, then how do you know that you're making the right decision, right? I said knowing what your desires are, knowing what you want and what you need is one of the two things that you need to, you know, properly use your no. Well, if you don't know what those are, how are you going to do it? If you can't discern in your body in the moment or over time, if something is a yes or a no, how are you supposed to determine what they are? So one of the exercises we do is I start having them practice asking themselves yes or no questions all day. So when they wake up, do I want to lay in bed and read or do I want to get up and stretch? Do I want to have coffee or do I want to have tea or something else, right? Does coffee sound good? Does tea sound good? Does something else sound good, right? What do I want to eat for breakfast? What would be so delicious right now? Like what would feel really nourishing or replenishing or yummy in my mouth, right? What would be enjoyable? And going through the whole day like this, what do I want to wear? Do I want to wear the black dress? Do I want to wear the jeans? Do I want to wear the heels? Do I want to wear jewelry? Do I want to wear makeup? Going through your whole day like this and asking yourself yes or no questions or asking yourself 
what do I desire? What do I want? What do I need? And just getting in the habit of starting to notice because there are places in your body that will tell you, that will get excited, that will feel some kind of way when you are a yes. So I am not an expert in human design. And for some of y'all, you're going to think this is way too woo-woo. And that's cool. Like, I still wonder if it's too woo-woo for me. However, it describes me so fucking well. Like, I, I can't really discount it because I'm like, this actually makes a ton of sense. So I am a generator in human design, and I am also a sacral authority. All generators are sacral authorities. And what that means is, is that my decisions, my power source is in that root center, that sacral center of my body. It is very ancestral. It is very intuitive, right? I can't use my brain to make my decisions. I use my intuition to make my decisions because my brain will lie to me all damn day about what I do and don't want. So I use that intuitive piece to decide what I want. And what I do is I make noises (laughs) unintentionally. If you listen to me when I'm on a podcast with anyone else, they'll say things and I'll be like, "Mm," or like, "Mm -mm," or ooh, I make noises. I have made noises my whole life. That is how I can I can discern. My brain kind of kicks in and goes, oh, yep, we just said the yes noise to this thing, so we must want that, versus we just said the no noise to this thing, so we don't want that, or we want it different, right? And I actually even make a noise when I don't know. I'm like, hmm, hmm. And that's my, I need more clarity. I need more clarification. I'm not sure. So oftentimes I'll ask myself questions out loud, like I just said with that exercise, and I'll say, do I want this? And I'll feel the, "Mm." I'm like, okay, no, we don't really want this. If we could change any part of this so that we did want it, what would we change? If we can make this better, if we can make this different, is there something that would turn this into a yes? And I really lean into that. Now, for some of y'all, if you are a noise maker... (laughs) That just resonated with you deeply. Guess what? You're good. That's like, seriously, like start listening to that and you're going to make way better decisions for yourself that are aligned. If you're not a noisemaker, it might just be that you've silenced yourself or that you've been taught to silence yourself. So if you feel the itch or the yearning to start making those noises again, allow yourself to do that. And for some of you, it might be different in your body. So I have people who describe a no as a contraction versus a yes as an expansion. I have people who are like, the yes feels like tingles in my body versus the no feels like anxiety or like low-level anxiety or just discomfort. And that's why I love putting the lower hand on the abdomen over that intuitive source for us as women, that womb, that ancestral knowledge, that intuition. I know I'm getting really woo-woo on you now, huh? And just like asking yourself the questions with your hand there, allowing yourself to breathe into that space and trust that you know the answer of if something is a yes or a no, and go from there. So hopefully this has been helpful for you, just exploring this word no and its counterpart yes, and it's in between of I don't know, not now, different. And I really just encourage you to play with this, to explore with this, because the more that you know 
about what your yeses are. And the more that you can tell in the moment if something is a yes or a no, the better decisions you're going to make, the better boundaries you're going to hold. And knowing your yes and your no, knowing where those are, and then trusting yourself that even if you say the wrong thing, that you can go back and change your mind because you are allowed to change your mind. You are allowed to reapproach someone and say, hey, I said yes in this way and this part of it doesn't feel good for me. So could we change this? And if they say no, then you get to decide if you're going to change your commitment or you're going to just do it because you said you're going to do it and use it as a lesson for next time. But whether you say yes or no and whether you say the right thing actually isn't the important part. The important part is that you are listening to yourself, that you are tuning into yourself, that you are starting to trust yourself more, that you are seeing yourself as someone in command, able to make decisions, able to own their no, and able to really have a life that they desire. So my sincerest wish for you is that you will start tapping into your knowing of your hell yeses, your knowing of your fuck no's, and in the moment, being able to discern what you want to say and holding a boundary around that so that you get what you need and what you want. Thank you so much for hanging with me for today's episode. Be sure to head to the app store and leave us a five-star rating and share with a friend or two if you really enjoyed today's episode. And if you'd like even more content from me, then you're definitely going to want to check out my newest offering, the Pleasure Rebel Membership. This is a membership course unlike any other, and I am so excited to be bringing it to you all at a fraction of the price of what it normally costs to work with me. I always like to say that living a pleasure-focused life in today's society as a woman is an act of rebellion. So come practice your rebelliousness with me in the Pleasure Rebel Membership. Doors close April 5th.